Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today, uh, we are on our third week of Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, today, we are talking about the Tom Hanks classic. 1986 Money Pit. That's right. The Money Pit from 1986. If uh, We always like to tell everybody, if you're listening in, if you have never found a reason to watch this movie, please make this the reason to do so. It's currently streaming, I think, on Showtime right now. Uh, otherwise, you might have to toss out that $3.99 to, uh, to tag along with us. But go check out the movie. We'll give you a second to do that and then come back. And you're back. All right. Thank you so much. Now we're all up to speed and we can continue on. And uh, we'd like to uh, welcome uh, Mandy and I don't like to talk about these movies by ourselves because we just argue no. the whole time. We need a third wheel on here <laughs> to uh, basically someone to take sides. And I am very excited today to be bringing you uh, all the way from Chicago. Uh, we have podcaster and improviser. Uh, Mr. Adel Rafai is with us, everybody. Wow. Th- T- Tom Hanks, you so much for having me on. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for coming. Thank you very much. Yes. Thanks. So Thanks at- from the bottom of our heart. <laughs> Adel, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing this. We always ask all of our guests before we get started, how long had it been since you saw The Money Pit before we made you watch it for the podcast? Ooh, yeah. Interesting. Well, I grew up in, um, I was born in 82 and okay. my okay. household growing up was absolutely a Hank's household. Like nice. we. Yeah. Uh, Turner and Hooch was a big thing in our. Oh, that's our next episode. <laughs> oh, nice! That was a big deal in our household. Money Pit was a big deal. Um, all his all his '80s comedies were were a big deal in our household. Joe, and, we saw Joe in the volcano, mm-hmm. Joe versus the volcano when I was a kid in theaters, like the day it opened. So my parents were big Hanks fans. So I grew up um, watching his canon, and I feel like the Money Pit I had seen three or four times. The last time I saw it was maybe like. 91 when i was like nine or ten somewhere in there um and i gotta say i mean i know we'll get into it i gotta say in my mind's eye this movie was amazing and a lot of times as i've gone throughout adulthood my mom would reference it and be like oh sounds like a real money pit situation or like bring up certain parts of the movie and i had such a fondness for it Mm -hmm. and then re-watching it it, <laughs> rewatching it, I want to laugh like he does when the yeah. tub falls. <laughs> rewatching it, it, it is not a good movie. Sure, um, sure. It's it's real bad, and I feel like there's certain it there's certain elements of it that try and make it so cartoonish, where it's like the the whole conceit is like him and Chili Long are this normal milk toast couple. And there's all this madness around them. And I'm sure we'll get into more of like what, what oh, sure. madness and, and cartoon antics happen. But to me, if you're going to do that, you need to do that. So for me, what I recommend is absolutely watch The Money Pit if you like. But I would say something for my money and for my time and energy, something like Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. With Demi Moore and yes. Oh, would, okay. Matt has never seen that movie and it is definitely on our list. It's my, it's on my list. Full it is show. incredible. That's a movie where it's like same conceit where it's like normal couple where, and everything just goes wrong, but they do it full out where they're like, if we're going to, if we're going to have like crazy characters, let's make them like 800 pound demon babies. Sure. Sure. That are twins <laughs> named, named Bobo and little devil. Bobo and little devil. Yeah. yeah. Or, devil. Or let's have a, let's have a roller coaster in this house. That's called the bone shredder. You know that. <laughs> so I would, I prefer if you're going to go 
bonkers go bonkers and right I and they do the they give thing, us yeah. that uh they give us that like rube goldberg sort of scene where he's outside yes. of the house and he sort of falls through the scaffolding and that's the sort of wonky wacky nonsense that you're expecting and it just doesn't yeah. it gives us like tastes of it here and there but nothing or like he's trying to carve their initials on that tree and the tree just falls over for no like, yeah which we all saw coming to be we honest. have weak yeah. trees <laughs> yeah and honestly um, i think that i don't think that um well this is the second movie in Thanksgiving where he basically carries the movie. Yeah. It, I mean, it, Shelley Long, okay, and we usually, we're going a little out of order. But, well, hold um, on, before I, we get there, Mandy, how I long, have it, how long yeah, had it been for you? It had been a, a long time. I watched it a lot as a kid. It's probably been a good 20 years since sure. I've seen it. But I knew what was coming, so I, I was anticipating it. And I there was nostalgia there, and I watched it with my husband who had never seen it, and he laughed. And but he laughed at the predictable yeah. laughing parts, like when he's you know filling the bucket with the ki- the statue pee mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, definitely um, he. I am not a Shelley Long fan. Mm-hmm. I have not been. I hated her on Cheers. I hate her snaggle tooth. I have. Oh, by the way, Adel, I have a thing about teeth, and <laughs> in general, like she had been an actress for quite a while at this point. She could have fixed that. And every I just. <laughs> She just looked like a like a rat, and every time she's. Just I reserve the judging for for Mandy. Mandy's pretty much here just to make fun of. Uh, the, well, yeah. she's not an attractive person, and Tom <laughs> Hanks in this movie, like his body was smoking. I was like, "Whoa, you go, Tom Hanks!" When I was a kid, I thought he was ugly, but now that I'm an adult, I'm and I'm like, "Yeah, he is hot stuff." Sorry, I think so, I think that must be the first instance in history of somebody saying the line, "Tom Hanks, his body was smoking." <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't Honestly, think I've ever heard anybody got say too that. close to the volcano there. Well, even when he's wearing like the khakis and like the tucked in shirt, that's like super nerdy. You can like see defines like pecs and stuff. I was just like, Oh, you go, you know, with your bad <laughs> self. But Matt, um, when was the last time you saw this? Movie? Oh God, it's been years. The, the mainly the scene that I watched this movie that I forced you both to watch this movie for was this one here. <laughs> the best. I don't even need to, we don't need to discuss it. If you've seen this movie, this is the part of the movie. So fucking great. Jesus. It makes me laugh now. It's like a full 30 seconds long of him just... It, this is the part of the movie where, unfortunately, all the seals in my neighborhood started to come knock on my door. Right. For sure. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, so awesome. I, have to I, I imma- laughed my ass off at that part. <laughs> I have to imagine in the script, it was like... Tom Hanks finally has it. Like Tom Hanks finally snaps. For and sure. I'm sure he just improvised a laugh of like, how many, how long can this go? And I, I do think that's, it was a very funny moment, but it was also just like him chewing the scenery. Like it was, oh, it's, yeah. so, it's so over the top and yet not over the, I don't know. I, <laughs> it, I have a lot of issues with this movie. How oh, can I ask if either of you know, mm. was this, cause I know famously Shelley Long quit cheers because she was like, I'm a certified movie star, and I'm on, I'm on to bigger, better things. So go to hell. So was this, was this her first movie after leaving Cheers, or was she still on Cheers at this point? I not do sure. not know. Let's see. We've got. And she, uh, did Hello, she, she she did the movie Hello Again, I think, before this movie. Ooh, the Lionel Richie song movie. Um, yeah, I feel like. I feel like it's pretty well known that she she was like an example of like don't leave a good thing because you think you're bigger than it. Like I, I feel like she was the one who made that mistake, so others didn't. Just out of well, a brief I, uh, look through here from her filmography, it does show 
there was like a couple of things that she did back in 84. Oh, prior. 93. 93 is when she left Cheers. So, oh, damn. Okay, okay. So never mind. Yeah. So it was three years later. She was in Hello Again in 87. So I was wrong. Cheers was still going at, at 93. Apparently. Oh, yeah. 80, 82, because, 93. Yeah. Well, and the Chrissy Alley came in after that. And it was yeah. like, my that's one of my husband's favorite shows. And then, Fra- well, Frasier is his favorite show, but. I'm um, yeah. currently watching. I'm uh, I'm in season seven, I think, of Frasier right now. By the way, so fucking I, great. I, I typically call Cheers Frasier because it's pre it's pre Frasier. Pre Frasier. It's his origin story. So I, yeah, I call it <laughs> I call it Frasier. Yes, for sure. Absolutely, for sure. For the sure. dad on Frasier is by far like the best character. John. <laughs> so great. Uh, I almost said John Mulaney, but his name is um something similar. John Maloney. John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like John Maloney. Maloney. Yeah, yeah, I believe. For sure, yeah. He's the greatest. Uh, speaking of the greatest part of that, uh, how about this movie? Do you have any standout characters that you were... not? We're not talking uh, A or B characters here, top rung. We're talking like anybody that was just like in and, the movie. That's really surprised know, you. We know that you think the movie sucks. We <laughs> do know that people do choose the episode based on the movie, so we try as best as we can not to shit on it the whole time. But we know... <laughs> sure. Sure. We all know this movie was even Tom Hanks knows this movie's garbage. He said yeah. that it it made money for a second and then it didn't. Those were yeah. like his exact words. So here's who I think the three stars of this this film are. Mm-hmm. Number number oh, there's four stars of this film. Number one, the audience. Thank you for being a good sport. We're so sorry. Thank you for, <laughs> for, sure. for your money and your time. You can get a refund. The number two star of this breakout performance by world famous Russian comedian Yakov Shmirnov. Yes. Now well, this guy barges into a room, starts speaking in a Russian accent. <laughs> he doesn't even have like funny lines. No, not at all. But but because we know he's a comedian, I guess we chuckle to ourselves a little bit. Um, and then he went, of course, went off to, to Branson, Missouri, to like make a million octogenarians happy. Um, but this this poor guy was not given much to work with. What a terrible walk on role. Yeah. Uh, like, let's, we'll yeah. just get a little taste of it. Can we get a clip? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! You're still here. Bug has stopped. Easier, you're out. We don't even get like the stereotypical Soviet Russia bit or yes. I needed that. Thought he wasn't coming back until next week. You know, Maestro, he surprised you. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Yeah, so, I mean that's pretty much it. It's just a conversation. No, nothing silly, mm-hmm. nothing fun. If they just could have shoehorned in, like in in Soviet Russia, rent pays you. Like yeah. just something. <laughs> even if it's nonsensical, they should have like worked in his his big line. You know, his uh, shtick because. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it it felt like he walked in nude. Like it was like I was embarrassed for him. Where I'm like, buddy, buddy. I yeah. understand why you took this role, but you you were not given anything. Like this sucks. It is so funny that you say that because Maureen Stapleton, who plays Estelle, the woman that sells the house, mm-hmm. she is like a triple crown, like Emmy, Tony, um, oh, wow. Oscar. She was she, great. She was like so to be in this movie and, and play the character that she played. I feel like that was just like a like somebody called her and they're like, Hey, can you come into work today? And yeah, she's can you like, spare gonna, a weekend? She's yeah. like, I'm going to give you like 10 hours of my time and yeah. you have to pay me like a shit ton of money. But yep. she was great. Oh, There's, sorry. So I don't know if that was one of your standout characters. Oh, I, uh, I, I no. cut you off. No, but I do agree she's the best actor of the bunch. And there's a part where she's like getting emotional on the bed where I was like, oh, this is like some actual good acting for once. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other two stars, I'll, I'll name them off quickly. 
number uh, so number one was the audience. Number two was Yakov Shmirnov. Number three was the little Cupid boy statue. Some of the best comedic timing comes from the <laughs> statue. For sure. Not a phrase I ever thought I'd say, but the best comedic timing in this movie comes from a, a statue. A penis. little a little boy's penis. <laughs> a little baby boy. A little baby boy statue penis has the best comedic timing of the bunch. And then and then number four is when they hire a crew to like help fix the house and it turns out they kind of demolish it. They, for some reason, think it's interesting and funny to have this cavalcade of like bodybuilders and mm-hmm. little people and uh, Amazonian women in like thongs. <laughs> like they think like, wouldn't that be funny in the movie? Yeah. One yeah like dude- Mad Max rolls in yeah. to like fix your house up. Actually, yeah. fun fact, a lot of those people were actually Hell's Angels. Oh wow, that's wild! Um, so I don't know if Hell's Angels just has like a sideshow that they. Have. I have to imagine, <laughs> yeah. just like Marilyn Manson has a sideshow that he <laughs> or Trent Reznor, one of those guys. But but I there, there's one guy in that scene who's in the background, in the far background, who's just like uh, I think he's shirtless, but he's the biggest person. Like at first I thought he was wearing like a fake suit, and then I was like, oh no, that's real muscle. And the uh-huh. whole time, there's like a scene where, where the contractor's talking to them or something. And for like a minute and a half, this huge dude is just shirtless and there's a woman rubbing oil on his yes, body. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> and I was like, in my, in my head, I was like, I think they were supposed to oil him up for the scene where yeah. the director was probably like, let's oil them up so their muscles really pop. But for some reason, she's oiling him up in the moment where I'm like, who would be oiled up to start construction on a house when you're going to be outdoor? <laughs> when you're, when you're going to be outside, like... You're, you're basically going to baste, you're, you're basting yourself yeah, to roast. Right. But yes. that guy is so weird and so huge and I couldn't take my eyes off him. And I feel like he, I walked away very much thinking of him and like, yeah. what's that guy up to? And like, <laughs> we, yeah, if I could tell story? which one, if we could pinpoint which one it was, we could track it down. But yeah, there are so many just like, un, yeah, uh, just ungood. Un- yeah, I guess. Or they just there's there's a cast of characters in this film. Like if you go to the the IMDb and look at the cast, it's just a long string of faces that you're like, I kind of think that that's him. Yeah. And it's worse now because this movie's so old that nobody looks yeah. the way they did then anyway. And especially and can, when it's some like yoked out well, uh, actually, strong man. One of the construction workers ended up being. Um, oh, sorry. This is such bad. It came out of nowhere. It's he played um, in uh green mile sorry that was so bad uh okay. where he he it was michael jeter um he played the construction worker oh, yeah the little he's and, in a bunch of uh um uh, stephen king adaptation movies the guy who yeah. plays he plays stephen, a guy named arnie king, yeah. is stephen king or steven spielberg stephen king he's in a green oh, okay. mile and he's in um who's he playing green mile uh, he's he the guy is, with a little mouse Edward Delacroix, yeah, remember Mr. Bojangles when the guy oh, stomps on him? He's the one that they that they don't want the sponge, and then he like he's his in brain fries. Waterworld. He plays the yes! the guy in Waterworld with the weird blimp thing. Yes, yes. I don't yes, know yes. why I thought Sam Rockwell was the guy with the rat, but the, you're talking about the guy who like grew up to marry a 16 year old woman. In real life, I I am I not so. sure. I don't know. Let's find. I out. I don't know. <laughs> But and he was in X Files, I think. I think he, I think he ended up marrying like a like a sixteen year old woman. Well, way to bring it I mean, down. He was in, I was just gonna say how great he was. But he was in I, Air Bud. Does that help? Ooh. <laughs> oh, did you hear about Air Bud? He also oh, married. Jesus he also Christ. married a sixteen year old woman. Sure. <laughs> I was just saying, I was gonna say what happened. He awful. got he got just hit. Awful. Just. Awful. <laughs> but well, I mean, um, I think that dog had diabetes and died. <laughs> they, I think they cut off his legs and then killed him. 
<laughs> dog diabetes. What else? I have to imagine. That's going to be my birthday. That's going to be my birthday charity. Can somebody please give the dog diabetes? Dog diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's and I'm going to have a picture of Airbud on it. Right. It's just I can It's Airbud from now on. Just. <laughs> He just I falls can't, over. 401 error, bud. I can't <laughs> imagine anyone from this movie went on to do anything else except for the main, obviously the main components. Sure. Well, I mean, there oh, are well, a few standout. I mean, well, we've got uh, Joe Montana is in this movie. Yes. Oh, he was amazing. Pervert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, he played well, Art, Art Shirk. Yeah. Let's yeah. Get, love taste of that too. Criminal Minds. Up I'm serious. Get away from me. Hey. Stop it. Hey, let go of her. That's my wife. Oh, yeah. It's a little too serious in the middle of this movie. About being married. I just thought she was good looking wool. Which is that's a great excuse. I didn't say anything about anything. Look, I don't want to cause trouble. If I came on a little strong, I'm sorry, okay? No, it's not okay. Just get it. Yeah, we get it. It's wild. And honestly, that could never have happened now. Like, the. (laughs) Well, he attacks her, which is absolutely fucking wild and so uncomfortable. And then there's also. Her ex-husband, the maestro, who's like a pretty big part of the movie, he gaslights her for like a month, like for sure. He yeah, is he is by far my favorite character, Alexander Gudnov. He okay, so I looked him up because I was like, what is this guy's deal? Like, he was Vigo, right? Um, no, no, I thought the same. Nobody- thing. <laughs> he was he was the bad guy in uh, Die Hard. Die Hard, one of the yeah, best, right? Yeah. But he was actually a, well, I don't know what they call male ballerinas. So in my notes, I just put ballerino. <laughs> Correct. He was a, a, he was a ballerino from Russia. Um, but he literally like defected. It's a, it's a male arena. I think. Is what mm-hmm. it, yeah. yeah. He defected from Russia. Like the KGB was after him and his wife and she went back and he was like, deuces. She, like he stayed here and then he ended up dying in 95 of like um, chronic alcoholism and hepatitis. So apparently Jesus. he had like a super good time. Yeah. Um, uh, but he, plays, he was. Go ahead. He plays Max in the movie, right? Uh, yeah. No. Is that his name? Yeah. Alexander. It's uh, Max Bissart. Is in, I'm is, sorry. Yes. The Max. union forces me to allow you to go to lunch in spite of the way you played. Those of you with consciences will not be able to eat. And those so normally, consciences match your talents. Yeah, whatever. Normally, I would be playing quotes from the movie that people would be like, "Oh, I recognize that quote from the yeah. movie," but this movie just doesn't really have any. Like, it's it's th- very few and far between. I think that laugh is like the most notable moment. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then also the the whole scene. I remember as a kid, the the scene that like tickled me most, or that I that stuck in my craw was him in the floor with yes. the carpets mm-hmm. and saying, I'm right here. And she's yep. like, no, I, I stopped joking around. He's like, I'm here. Like that. <laughs> yeah. the, that's what I call the, the Tom Hanks mustard. Yep. Like, yep. Whenever he wants a line to be funny, hey, he does that. He goes here. Very, yep. very good, Tom Hanks. I also it feel is- like the, the maestro you just played sounds like if somebody were acting through a speaking spell, like <laughs> typing in words, and he's like, you can go to lunch, but you were dis- like almost like a Werner Herzog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I for trouble you found it yeah like the scenes like the montage scenes were the ones that i remember the, the most so mm-hmm. like when she lays on the bed and just like when shit's going wrong the scene where the electricity like when he it like fo- when he follows the line going okay yeah, it's like that's, an I, on the wall i was laughing my ass off i know that you think this movie sucks and it does but yeah. that still made me laugh i thought it was hilarious and then the scene when the turkey flies through the window like yeah i remember as a kid specifically like oh like 
And then he's like, when he's like, that can't hurt us anymore. Like, that's, that's funny. That's a good line, you know, especially when the thingy pops up and yeah, that um, whole scene makes it, that whole scene convinced me that the house was haunted. Like at first I was like, Oh, it's like structurally damaged. And like, I used to be able to watch it when I was a kid. I didn't know the term, but as a kid, it's like schadenfreude. We were like, Oh, this is funny because they're so miserable. Yep. I just bought a house two months ago. And so being inside my new house where things we've had some things go Mm -hmm. wrong Watching this was like, it like caused me to lose sleep. Like it's terrifying. But I used to, I, I thought it was like, oh, this is all like structurally damaged. The house is bad. And then that scene specifically, I'm like, oh, I think this is a subtle hint that it's haunted. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, that's what I was going to ask that question too. Uh, I know Mandy and you and I are are both homeowners as well. Uh, have any of you either started a project that you were unable to finish, or were surprised that you were able to finish a project that you started? Like uh, some sort of something went wrong and you're like, I don't need to call a guy. I can figure this out myself. I am the least handy slash capable person alive. My okay. brother-in-law, Doug, is like a Mr. Fix-It. So he's come over and done everything. But oh, yeah. I don't trust myself to do anything. But we, we've had several projects already. Well, if we uh, can get Doug's number for after the show. Of course. I got a lot of work <laughs> it means done around the house. It's beep, 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 yeah, beep, sure. beep, 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 beep. <laughs> um, but for us, like we, our furnace is super old. And I have learned, and I think that a lot of it has to do with our thermostat. So I've learned that if I fuck with the day, like if I change what day of the week it is, and it's not the programming, trust me, I am not a fucking moron. I graduated with honors from college. Okay. It is not. Yeah. Well, I had to put that there because people are going to be like, you're fucking stupid. It has to be the programming for the week. No, it might, for some reason, my furnace what like everyone speaking of with honors can we do that for a christmas movie does that movie cover christmas oh yeah i know it's winter somewhere in there (laughs) i want to do that joe pesci yeah for sure yeah sorry go ahead um and brendan fraser he deserves (laughs) to be part of this what happened to him but um yeah so i do like every once in a while i'll just go up and it happened this morning it said (laughs) which is fucked up it said it was sunday because i fuck with the day so much and I was like, it's like 66 degrees in here and I need to turn the heat on. And so I just like made it, I just changed it to Tuesday and the heat clicked on. So, and, it, and the thing is, I, I can move it to Sunday at the same exact time and the heat will click on. So that's just kind of my. Like, so you found thing. a workaround to it and not, not fixing it. Just, just, this is what I'll do. I'll, yeah. I'll switch days. I mean, yeah, we, need, we need to fix it, but I just don't, you know, I don't have, I have a, I, we, I don't have a COVID mattress where I just stuffed all my money in there. Open the- <laughs> I have a washing machine like that, that we've tried to, we've had mm. to go around fixing things. So many, to, like the door latch doesn't even matter anymore. We've rigged it so that it bypasses the, the shut off and, you know, and when I did have to call a guy when we ver- Wait, first- explain why the door won't latch. Oh, for the, well, the dryer won't latch. <laughs> These are two different things. <laughs> The, the dryer will not stay shut because my wife got drunk and decided to lay in the dryer. Like, she wanted mm-hmm. to get warm. As she went in there to get, sure. like, a blankie. It was her birthday. She's, <laughs> and it's in the winter. You know, it's January. And she's, like, she wanted to warm up. So she went to lay inside the dryer and bent the door down so much that now we have to, like, prop it closed with, like, a stick to hold it <laughs> shut so that it'll run through a cycle. Otherwise, it will pop itself open and then we'll just have wet clothes. <laughs> And Matt, you should have prefaced this by saying, and this is something you told me off here, that your wife is a magician's assistant. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. So, 
She's most comfortable inside a box or like being sawed oh, in half. Or, well, usually what'll happen is she'll go into the dryer and then she'll come out like upstairs and here's <laughs> a big finish. On, of, yeah. yeah. There's some doves. Yeah. The greatest. But yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the washing machine, we, I, we paid a guy to come out to fix it the first mm. time. And I asked the guy, I was like, do you care if I just watch you, what you're doing over your shoulder? to see if I can do this myself next time if this needs to happen. And the guy was like, I don't give a shit. You already paid me. I'm here, whatever. And yeah, so I've fixed it twice since then uh, watching what he had done. So I was pretty proud of myself after that. But there's that well, first moment where you have to like admit that you don't know what you're so far out of your element that you have no idea what you're doing. If I may, and I don't mean to be um, mm. pessimistic, uh, if he came to fix the washing machine and since uh, he came and you learned you fix it twice, then it sounds like it was never fixed in the first place. Well, what happened <laughs> was we, uh, it, we had our, our daughter was very new at the time, okay. <laughs> fresh new daughter, uh, had a little baby sock get stuck inside the um, pump part. And I didn't mm-hmm. know what was wrong with it. I just explained to the guy over the phone. This is what's happening. This is, it will not work. It's filled with water. It will not drain. And then he was like, oh yeah, I got this fixed. No problem. And he came over, ripped the pump apart and pulled a, and of course us, we, we didn't commit to like getting it fixed right away. We're like, we'll get it fixed yeah, next yeah. week or next gotcha, whatever. Gotcha, guys. So we just poured a bunch of bleach into it so that the mm-hmm. water didn't go like stagnant and terrible. And uh, apparently when we did that, it shredded the sock into several like, it was just it was basically thread the guy pulled out wow. like strands of thread that had yeah. eaten the sock yeah so it was great it was a good time see but, i thought i thought what you were saying was like i have the best mechanic he's fixed my car 20 times this week yeah, <laughs> like he's so right. good and it's like oh buddy i think you're being ripped off yeah yeah no, is no, this is entirely because you're supposed to buy the appropriate thing you know like put the socks inside a little bag or like one of those mesh laundry things and yeah. do it the right way and of course you know we don't we don't do anything. whatever I got no. around here because at this point the uh, the dryers uh, the washer and dryer are both pretty much walking out the door. We need to yeah. we need to commit. I tried to so with all the appliances going cuckoo and all the stuff and, and turkey shooting through the air. <laughs> I feel like a lot of those things are very similar to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. of similar like slapsticky things go yeah for sure not go more wrong. And I love National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation a hundred times more than this movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I tried to sit down and be like, what, what works about that movie that doesn't work about this movie? And I think what I pinpointed, and I don't know if this is correct, but this is what I found to be true, is we never get to care about these people. Mm-hmm. Like with Christmas Vacation, as soon as they have a setting in terms of like the seasonal setting, I'm invested because I'm like, oh, Christmas time. I understand what that entails. I understand family's going to come. I understand there's going to be uncomfortable conversations and all that stuff. And then I, and then you get to know the family a little bit more. You get to learn about the dynamic between them all. And then things happen to them. And then you start to, you know, feel bad or laugh or whatever. Right. With Money Pit, we see his dad run off with a young woman from Rio de Janeiro and get married. That's how we start. Then as soon as we're introduced to the couple, someone barges in before we can get to know them at all right. and tell them what the plot of the movie is. And then after that, they're just scrambling. And then, and then. Anytime we get to see like a, a, a side of someone's personality, like Tom Hanks, we're like, oh, he's going to meet with this friend who's like a real estate guy or whatever, or yep. a wheeler and dealer. And as we, as we get to see their dynamic, before we get to see their dynamic, this guy keels over from a heart attack. And it's just like, <laughs> there's no point where I get to know. I, I'm, I, so I teach improv and I coach improv. Yep. And I always use the example when there's like a bad scene. Instead of just being like, that was a bad scene. Let's move on. What I typically do is I stop and I say, the reason this was bad is because nobody was invested or cared. Sure. If you, if you go sit down and watch a movie and it's 
it's lights up on the movie and there's a man sprinting down an alley looking behind him and then suddenly uh, a monster comes out of nowhere and eats bites his head off and kills him and he's dead and screaming do we cry no because we don't know who this man is we don't know what's going on we're just getting settled right 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 if you watch the pianist with adrian brody there's a scene where an hour and a half in he finds a can of peaches and he eats the peaches and every time i see that scene i i sob for 30 minutes <laughs> sure. because, because a, a, a grown actor is eating peaches yeah. why because i'm invested in this fucking story i've been through his whole ordeal i've seen him suffer i've seen him you know go through all these changes and everything so it's that whole thing of like at no point did i feel like i know these characters at no point did i see their personality it was just like here's a couple that could be anyone we don't know much about them and now let's just throw as much shit at them as we can and that's going to be funny so right right. Uh, to me it's they did this all to themselves really they, uh, Shelley Long gives us the information in the very beginning that she knew he was coming back. She thought she had a week, I think, until he was coming back. But this would have been the same scenario a week later. Correct. It's not like they were going to find yeah. an apartment. Yeah. They, they clearly procrastinated, didn't do what they should have done to get it dealt with. And he deals with his realtor friend, who he, I assume, knows is a terrible person, uh, played by uh, Josh Mostel. Or yeah, Mostel. he's he's been in, this is the third movie we've yeah, been in. Yeah, uh, most notably for me was uh, uh, Billy Madison. Right, and he was, in city, he was in City. He was in City Slickers. Yeah, who was he yep. in Billy Madison? Uh, the principal. Oh, the principal. Principal Anderson, I think, is his name. Remember? Yeah, he's the wrestler. Yeah, the Remember luchador. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Oh, that guy's amazing. <laughs> yep. For a minute, I thought he was the guy from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, who? Oh, the the kid, the jerky guy, the rich guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. but he, I also, there's no, unless I missed it, there's no point where they say like. Tom Hanks' character is a is a showbiz manager, right? Because he's on set with like a hairband, and then yeah. he's like, and then he goes yes. to this mansion of this little eight year old who we assume is like an actor star, yep, who employs right. his mom as his maid. But I don't think at any point they they say like he's a manager, like he's a lawyer. He's a he talks a about lawyer. his dad's firm. He's like gotcha. an entertainment okay. lawyer. Yeah. yeah, gotcha, gotcha. And gotcha. the the band is its name is White Lion and. Actually, the bass player of White Lion after this movie went to play with Black Sabbath. So wow, um, yeah, and then White Lion apparently after that got a record deal. Like huh. after, so well, got we're that. of course um, we're not talking about the Cheap Girls, the other band. That's no, in this movie. exactly, love them. Here we go. Uh, this kid playing ping pong is from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays the main kid from Fast Times, and I forget what his name was in that movie. But Spicoli. Uh, no, not that one. Oh. The other. <laughs> but yeah, you might as well be. We'll just say it's Spicoli. No one fact checks us anyway. There's just uh. mad- uh, madness happening on screen right now, and then uh, we get. Like the. the- the great value version of uh, the guy from Independence Day. Uh, who's the... Randy Quay- or no, yeah, Randy, no. Uh, the guy who works with... Um, Harry Connick Jr.? Oh, Will Smith. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of an actual alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh! So, so. The guy that's from, like, um, the, the birdcage. Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes. Yeah, that guy. He very much reminded me of him. Harvey Firestein? That's the yes! one. Yes! Thank God someone knows what the fuck they're talking about. Um, also, to, oh, did we freeze? No, we're good. I'm, I'm not frozen. Um, Kathleen, Turner, Kathleen Turner was Overdrive. considered for the, 
the fe- <laughs> Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Uh-huh. No, she was considered for the female lead in this movie, and I feel like that would have been so much better. Sure. Yeah, give it to I Chevy Chase. Her. Give the, the male think, lead to Chevy Chase, and yeah. We'll I don't it. think you could give the you could give the Tom Hanks role to Daniel Day Lewis and and Maggie <laughs> Smith as the wife, and I still feel like this is a fucking flop. Like sure, there's no. Sure. The script, much like the house. Hey, Adel, remember that time I told you that we just don't want to spend the whole time shitting in the movie? <laughs> no, no, we're good. You, uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just like everyone that tuned in because they loved this movie, they tuned out a long time ago. I feel like anyone like, who tuned in the, because they love this movie uh, doesn't exist. So. <laughs> I have to be. I have to be honest to. For sure. I gotta be me. Yeah. And I tried to be positive by mentioning other better movies, yeah. which is in my in my uh, uh, brain is posit- positivity. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just messing with you. No, that's awesome. We, uh, you know, yeah. Again, you've got to be. You can't just. Uh, you know, tout these movies out like they're the greatest of all time. Yeah. And it's they shape. We were kids when we watched this damn movie. We had, we didn't want, know any yes. better. That is one thing that we have to talk uh, about. Okay, too, we didn't talk it? about my favorite uh, character in this movie. Yes, who uh, is my it? favorite character in this movie is featured in this clip here. I feel your every breath. This song. The song is <laughs> is the greatest of all time. Remember in the 80s when every movie started with like an epic yeah. song that was written for the movie? Yep, for sure. Uh, this I'm song, so glad they don't do that anymore. This song charted uh, up to number 31 on the adult contemporary charts uh, when it came out in uh, 1986 or whatever it was. So, But yeah, when I started hearing this movie, it brought back the memories of this film. Yeah, for sure. So. But that was such a long intro. Like I kept hitting like forward. You know how you can fast forward like 10 seconds? Sure. Because, you know, I have a five-year-old kid. I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. Right. And um I'm so glad they don't do that anymore with movies. Yeah, so. like I had to fast forward and I just kept clicking and clicking and clicking. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? Who cares? Yes, this is a city. Yeah. I'm super happy. There's it's not even like it's not even like an Eddie Murphy movie where you're like seeing Eddie Murphy like walking down the street doing like random shit in Detroit. It's like just an aerial view of the city for mm-hmm. like three minutes. And we we know that uh Shelley Long's character Anna in this movie is the worst. She's a terrible person. Uh, she should not be allowed yes. to be with Tom Hanks in this movie. She no. should go and be with Max. That they belong I agree. together. They should not have been divorced. Or Sam. She should get back with Sam. That's true. I mean, there's always Sam. You know, back at they the bar. They have a, a threesome with her snaggletooth and then him and her. Okay. Okay. What happened to this positivity, Mandy? Come on. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Shelley Long. There's no positivity there. Yeah, but, to, be, yeah. to be fair, I'm uh, picking apart the uh, broken house, which is the script of this, and you're talking about physical appearances. Right. There. So to I'm be sorry. fair. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. also, I can't deal with it. And also, please don't besmirch the name of Snaggletooth because that's my favorite cartoon cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Left. Money I have hits. to figure out. That's right. <laughs> left even. Oh, Speaking of voices, did you know that um, Joe Montana is the voice of the um, the gangster from The Simpsons? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's a, I think I he does a couple of voices on The Simpsons. I had no idea when I looked him up. I, w- I mean, I obviously knew that he was like in Criminal Minds and all that stuff, but then when I saw that he was Krusty the, voice, I was like, the clown. Hey, there it is. Look at that. <laughs> is, oh, is he really the voice of Krusty? No, no, no. They, there's, was a, saying oh. it there's a has, famous episode where Krusty is like in danger with the mob, and and that's oh. like, that's the scene where Tony Mon- that episode is where Tony Montagna I think does the most. Yeah, as his character. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a Interesting. Very small time. Um, okay, 
so I, before we get to the end of this little segment here, we, always, we have a, an activity, I should say. It's not really a game because there are no winners in this activity uh, that we do with all of our guests, uh, that we have a theme song that accompany, accompanies it. And uh, the theme song was provided by one of our listeners and uh, several time over guest, uh, Mr. Bob Fredericks. We apparently outsource all of our theme songs. They come to us from uh, people who've uh, either been on or listened to the show. And Bob Fredericks, song, of Fredericks of Hollywood? Yeah, the, oh the very same. Oh my God, I just pictured Bob Fredericks in a Fredericks of Hollywood outfit. Yeah, mm. it's good time. This has to happen. All right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, here's the theme song. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right, this game is called Chop This Synopsis, and what that means is, Adel, we would like for you to take this movie, The Money Pit, okay. and condense it down to 10 words or less. So describe the entire film, 10 okay. words or less. We don't need it from you right now. We'll get it from you after the break. So you'll have the break to figure that out. But we okay. want basically something that's going to go on the back of the DVD or on the little Perfect. you know, screen on Netflix before you click on it, something to entice our viewers into this film. So we want it 10 words or less, and we will get that from you when we come back, and we will be right back after these messages. Jamie, I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental Podcast. So can you keep them quiet during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental Podcast? I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Chop this, chop this synopsis. And we're back. All right. It is time for the rousing conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. So, Adel, if you could please regale us with your 10-word or less synopsis of The Money Pit. Of course, of course, of course. I do want to say um, I spent most of my time thinking about, after I mentioned Frederick's of Hollywood, I, I spent most of my time thinking about if the Ray, uh, lingerie Charles was a fun thing. Um, <laughs> sure. So that's where I spent most of my time. So I'm just going to wing this. So 10 words or less, here's a synopsis uh, for The Money Pit. Hey, don't watch this movie. Positivity, come for the statue. There it is. That's, I'd watch it. I'd, I'd track it down. Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, Mandy, uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, no, that's not what I was going to ask you, Mandy. Uh, Adel, uh, normally we ask our guests to, uh, so we made you watch this movie, right? We said to you, hey, please watch this movie. <laughs> yes. <sir>. Uh, <laughs> what would you have done if we had given you the reins on this and said, please tell us a movie not necessarily Tom Hanks. We are in Thanksgiving, but we'll let that slide. Right. Uh, what would have been the movie that shaped your childhood that you would say? Um, the movie that shaped my childhood, there's, and this isn't fair for me to do, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm the guest and I'm correct. Um, there's, three, <laughs> there's three movies that I watched all in one week as a child that like formed my entire personality in life. Okay. <laughs> Those three movies are Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Beetlejuice, mm -hmm. and Coming to America. Okay. So oh, we've done two out of three of those. Yeah. yeah. That's sort of the father son holy ghost of my uh, my religion, my uh, cinematic religion. Um, so those are the three. If I had to choose, you know, um, sandworm to my head, I would have to say Beetlejuice is my is my ultimate movie for sure. But the other yeah. two are right there behind it. Very yeah, that's good. probably my actually one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. So yeah, yeah. If you're listening um, in now, go back and uh, check it out. It's <laughs> 
this, so this movie in Germany, they change. Well, sometimes we talk about the titles and how they'll mm-hmm. change them. Um, and this one in Germany, they called it "Free is still too expensive." <laughs> I'm surprised it's not like Maestro the Hero or something. Yeah, like, so All right. really, the Maestro is the protagonist. <laughs> Um, but I thought that was hilarious and actually has a good message. Free sometimes can be too expensive. I yeah. had a free cat, had a free cat once that had a sinus infection that wouldn't no. go away. So, oh no. Um, anyway, can I, um, can I, we, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, can I ask, did, did anybody, and I, I'm a, I'm a, a bit dense. Um, <laughs> so I was confused at the end is the whole thing that that old woman and her Nazi husband go around the world buying properties, ruining them, and then selling them? I thought the same thing, kind of. I didn't really know. Because yeah. I'm like, clearly his dad's about to go through the exact same thing, and isn't that like funny? But it, it was also like, what are these two people, do they just buy dilapidated properties and then flip them for double the I money? Or I, was so, I was so confused. Uh, what I was, I was waiting for <laughs> at the end when they sold know. the property to the, uh, the parents there, or to his uh, dad, uh, that... I was expecting either to see like a piece of the building fall off when they, yeah. you know, like they're all happy holding hands. They go up to their new mansion yeah. in Brazil or whatever, or that I was going to see some sort of end credit scene. I mm. legit watched this thing all the way through the credits thinking that we were going to see like his new Brazilian wife, like turn a faucet and the whole house would explode or something just to tie it all in. And in fact, what's crazy about this is the beginning of this movie starts out with them having this wedding in uh brazil or whatever south america somewhere uh, other yeah oh there you go other than here yep and uh i was like did i even i i thought maybe i clicked on the wrong movie i was like i do not remember this at all all i I remember i I thought the same thing i was like oh my god did i just pay 3.99 for the wrong fucking movie (laughs) i had the exact i I watched with my fiance Gemma, who's never seen it before and she's like i want to watch it because i'm like i remember it being great from my childhood sure yeah and it it opens from the jesus on top of sugarloaf uh hill or Mm -hmm. sugarloaf mountain in rio de janeiro and she's like is this movie about like carnival or something i'm like no 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 i don't remember this at all i'm so sorry yeah. And we had to like wait. We gave it like 15 seconds and we're like, oh, yes, it's Tom Hanks' voice. Um, the guy that plays Douglas Watson Sr., or I'm sorry, Douglas Watson, who plays Walter Sr., my bad. Uh, yep. um, he actually has, he received the Distinguished Flying Cross and two Purple Hearts in World War II. Oh, wow. Like, I, don't, I even Googled, like, can you get two Purple Hearts? <laughs> like, obviously not for the same instance, but yeah, so he was. He was a, you know, we just had Veterans Day, so thank you, I sir. Think, I think humans can get up to two purple hearts. Cows can get up to four purple hearts. And it must oh, been, there you go. <laughs> that must have been so awkward for that actor to then have to act opposite a Nazi. And it yeah. makes sense that the Nazis in Brazil, because boys of Brazil and the, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they all fled to, to South America. Yep. But yeah, I was, just, I was just so curious of like, what is, I'm more fascinated by that old woman and her con abilities and her acting abilities. If this was all false... That that's the movie. We should just follow them around as they as they yes. like dirty, as they dirty rotten scoundrels their way across oh my the gosh. world. Yeah, grifting I people. I totally agree. Across the land for sure. Uh, I have right, a few um, clips that we have not played yet. Mandy, do you have a fun fact at all that you want to pepper in here? No, I was going to just ask if you guys want to do box office. Okay, I know well, we're on a time limit. Yeah, let's do uh, real quick. Well, we'll since we were talking about Carlos and whatnot, we'll we'll play uh, the clip of Estelle talking about what he why he went there she's so great we should play the all of her clips (laughs) after 25 years and then one day israeli intelligence comes to the door israeli intelligence last tuesday 
That's why I've got to sell the house. It turns out Carlos was Hitler's pool man. Like even Which honestly, the fact that she's like wanting that she has to sell it fast, just like him, like it just is exacerbates the fact that she is a con woman that is like no. You have to buy this right now. Right, and it's not like she was living in that. I I don't think she wasn't living in that house before she yeah. sold it because it's. I mean, the the spigots pour out mud. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not. Well, a livable... she said, "Don't use the bathroom up here because my personal items are in there." Yeah. Like that fucking. And they walk up the stairs <laughs> to the bedroom. Uh, there's a weird thing of like just from like a comedic sensibility. She mentions the joke is like my husband was Hitler's pool man or whatever. She found uh-huh. out. And then, like, eight minutes later, they're in her, like, 1914 Ford Model T. Yeah. And they're driving, and Tom Hanks is like, love the place. The pool was so nice. Uh-huh. She's like, wah. She does, like, a, <laughs> like a Lucy wah into the night as they drive off. And it's like, like what, what did I say? What did I do? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, like, a funny bit, but it's also, like, the timing is so bad of it. Because yes. it's, like, the audience is probably... To some some amount of the audience has forgotten or has to be like, wait, what? Oh, yes. And did is. we we never saw the pool, did we? No. Oh, I mean, good point. Yeah, they know you'd have thought they would have showcased this beautiful pool at some yeah. point in the thing, but no, nothing. Maybe they meant that little fountain. The pie, yeah, the, the the fountain with the. It baby. is weird. Yeah. So so they bought the house for two hundred grand, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then uh, Shelly Long goes to the maestro and borrows 75000 to help with repairs. No, mm-hmm. she sells her painting back. She doesn't borrow it. Yeah. Oh, okay. She sells his own painting back to him. For, yeah. Apologies. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Why is it his as the woman in this situation? Well, she said she took married. it. She said she took it from him and he loved it. Sorry. Yeah, but they were they were married. They split the assets. She sold him her half. She said they, the only reason that she took it was because he loved it so much. Doesn't matter. She got it in the divorce. It's hers. All right. Suck All right. it. Sorry, Mandy. I know how much you've been standing up for Shelly Long this whole time. So, so, <laughs> so, so total investment, oh. unless, unless I'm missing something, total investment on their end is $275,000. Now, once they spend the $75,000 to fix it up and this carnival crew uh, does their thing, mm-hmm. there's a guy who says, like, he, the, the main contractor's like, I, I didn't believe we could get it put all together. This house is now worth a million dollars. Yeah. So my question is, if you can flip this house for seventy five grand and make it worth a million, why didn't the the woman and her Nazi husband just do that and 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 net seven hundred twenty five grand? Right, right. Or or just, I mean, the, the fact that that's the case in this movie yeah. negates all of the bad shit that happened to them because they just made out like yeah, like bandits. Yeah. yeah, like bandits. Like this is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't, I don't really. And the, the movie it plateaus at this like terrible nonsense, but it stays there for so long. And then you're like, we need something. We need to get this resolved. And it resolves it in such a quick manner at the very end. They're like, oh, we still love each other, even though we talked about the gaslighting already. And like, that's now somehow resolved itself. Nobody hates each other anymore. And let's just go ahead and get married at the end. It's ridiculous. Like the, the amount of the length of time it took us to get to that end was not worth the length of the movie in my book. But, you know, here we are. Uh, Mandy, you want to fire off some uh some games here where do we want to start yeah why don't we do box office all right of course this one also has a theme song brought to us by previous guest and podcaster himself mr Stu McAllister of the elemental podcast box office theme song <laughs> that's it short and sweet box office Love theme song us, some Stu I, McAllister. I honestly thought it was just going to be box office yeah right <laughs> i wasn't far off yeah no we, we don't want right. to infringe on the hot pockets uh right area so we, we went a little further but all right mandy take it all away right. 
Adel, how much do you think it cost to make this movie back in 1986? What do you think the budget was? Okay, so Spielberg, who at that time would have been at the at the apex of his career, um, you have Tom Hanks, who is just becoming a leading man. You have Shelley Long, who I don't know how popular she was. Um, it's mostly the house and a lot of practical effects. I have to imagine the budget for this film, I want to say, was $35 million. Okay. Matt, what do you think? I would think it's probably somewhere less than that, but I, who knows? It's, I'm going to give it like the $20 million-ish mark, somewhere in that area. Okay. This had a budget of $10 million. Holy Whoa. shit. All right. So they got some shit done with $10 million. That's all right. And all right. So $10 million, pretty low. Um, Adel, how much do you think that this movie has made roughly worldwide gross up until this point? I, I don't have any exact figures. I just I, give a I had to I had to pay it $3.99. So it's, I mean, you can add that in. Me too. It made, it, made, it made our money. Um, well, first, I want to say worldwide gross is what I call Pitbull. I want to say that this movie... <laughs> Mister, that's Mr. Worldwide Gross to you. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and Mandy, you're asking like up until like today or when it was released? No, uh, up until today. Yeah, it's box, any, anything box office related, I guess. I don't and know. Yeah. This, is, this is not like something that I spent like an entire you know, week looking for. I literally went on IMDb and looked at the budget and the, and the, <laughs> and the, and the gross. Office. Yeah, I'm going to say so. worldwide, this movie made, uh, up until today, it's, it made $215 million and $7.98 if you take into account what YouTube paid. Right, for us. All yeah, right. For sure. 215 million. Uh, I, well, based on what you said earlier, Mandy, you gave us a couple of clues there when you said uh, Tom Hanks said this movie made money for a minute and then didn't make any money. I'm going to say this movie made about $40 million. It made $55 million. Okay. Wow. Yep. I mean, Which, when enough. you consider in 86, it was a budget of $10 million. It, it made five times what it cost yeah. to make it. I mean, that actually, in the scheme of the movies that we do, <laughs> would would require a sequel. <laughs> yeah, it would have justified a sequel, yeah. Right. Which I believe, did, did I read correctly? This movie's a remake of like a weird-ass Cary Grant and movie from back in the it is. 40s. Huh. Yes, I actually deleted that. Okay. Um, fun fact, because I'm trying to keep like shit out of my face. Oh, uh, oh, that's, a, that's a good start yeah yeah actually i i'm just hitting undo multiple <laughs> times it's not working so yes it was it was a remake of a movie made in the 40s it was somebody's uh fantasy house i can't remember yeah, the title yeah it had a weird convoluted title for it but yeah so but we'll, we'll blame them for all the shittiness i just wonder if that movie was better i <laughs> maybe i'll go back and try to figure out how i can track that one down but all right uh you want to move on to the next game yeah all right, and that one is called uh, Guess the Age. And, of course, we have a theme song for that one as well, provided by Mr. Brandon Alberta of the uh, Notes McGoats podcast. Let's play Guess the Age. Very short, very sweet. Let's play Guess the Age. <laughs> Mandy, take it away. All right. Um, I knew we were under a time constraint. There's not a huge amount of cast here. So sure. I have three ages, two you probably care about, one we don't even have to do if you don't want to. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's start out with Tom Hanks. Adel, how old do you think Tom Hanks was when he did this movie? 28. All right, hmm. Matt. I'm going to give him a nice solid 25, I'll say. 29. Okay. That'll mm. win. That'll took oh, yeah. it. Price is right rules. There you go. Yeah. I know. And all right. Uh, Adel, how old do you think Shelley Long was when she was in this movie in 86? 
Ooh, I want to say 57, but I'm going to say... I know, <laughs> right? Thank you. In case I'm way older than him. I'm going to say 32. Okay, Matt? I mean, this might be back when she was still Shelly Short. Uh, <laughs> I'll say she was... Uh, I'll give her 30. I'll give her a solid 30. She was 36. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, if you look, there were some crow's feet on sure. top of that. Cougar pit. On top of that nasty, yeah, the nasty. cougar pit. That's the all sequel right. we needed. The last age I have is Joe Montana, just because he was kind of a I big guy. I legit thought you were going to go with Benny. <laughs> the no the shitty musician kid that he tried to grift the money out of himself yeah no that is joe montana okay yeah joe montana um how old do you think he was at all i'm gonna say 13 years old no joe montana is the is the um uh-huh i know art shirt oh <laughs> i know okay. I, I feel like the last 20 jokes i've said <laughs> you guys are like no 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 Will Smith is not the person I'm thinking of. Yeah, right, um, right, right, right. Spicoli was not played by, no, 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 Adel Sean Penn played Spicoli. Um, and I'm, I'm realizing on this podcast, I'm not funny. Um, oh, no, I'm going to no. say Joe You're Montana. so funny. <laughs> I'm joking. Again, I'm joking. Uh, I'm going to say Joe Montana was, I'm going to say he was 33. Okay, Matt? 40. He was 39. Yeah. Okay. Oh. That's it. That's all I got for ages. All right, let's keep on trucking with these stupid ass games. Here we go. Uh, we're going to do the next game is called, where's it at? Where's it at? Okay, here it is. Ooh, that sound. This one's a little longer. Did you hear that sound? Provided by Thank Jared you. Hibbs. Jared Hibbs, we love you. The sound that just made you. That's, of course, what's that sound? The sound Matt just played you. And in this game, Adel, what we do is we take a sound from this movie, and I'm going to play it for you, and you need to tell me what's happening on screen. Ooh, I love this. When this sound happens. It's so, like reverse Foley artists. I love this. Right, right, yeah. I, what we should do is ask you what you think made this sound that they used for the movie. But all right, here we go. This one is going to be, I think these are going to be pretty easy, but we'll start here and see what happens. There's three of them. Here we go. If that wasn't enough, let me know and I'll play it again. Okay. I'm going to say that this is when the, the sort of cloth wiring catches in the kitchen. That's correct. Yep. Yep. Oh, perfect. perfect. Yep. Very good. Very good. You can, you'll notice, uh, uh, shit, what's her name? The, the lady who makes food in the background. Uh, Julia Child. That's the one. Jesus Christ. Julia Child is playing in the background too. I thought maybe that'd be a little tip too for anyone who was listening in. But all right. So there's number one. Very nice. Very nice. And we continue on. Here is number two. I knew you would pick this What's one. What's that sound? Um, that's the sound of me shitting my pants because this movie's so bad. It gave me, uh, it gave me Crohn's disease. Um, <laughs> it that gave was... you Crohn's disease. <laughs> nice. That's how you get Crohn's is by watching bad, bad films. Uh -huh. um, I, I'm sorry. I think that's Groan's disease. That's Groan's disease. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, of course, that's what Tom Servo and Crow have. Um, hmm. I'm going to say that was when the tub was turned on. That is correct. Well oh, done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Two for three. Here we go for number three. All right. 
That was the sound of Shelley Long's agent hearing about her um, saying yes to this film. That's yeah, that's correct. All right, no, I got all <laughs> three. Be like, of them. you're ruined. <laughs> that was the dumbwaiter with the raccoon in it. I that is exactly yeah. That it was. Yeah. That was the I. I titled. You are that awesome. Raccoons three for three. In the dumbwaiter. So very good, very good. All right, awesome. That is the end of what's that sound? And I think, uh, Mandy, do you have any more fun facts floating around for this film? Nope, I sure don't. All right, I do have... Oh, let's just get this clip out of the way. This is one of the last ones I've got left here. Okay. You must think of yourself. I am sinking fast into the money pit, and I don't want to drag you it's down. another movie that references the name of the movie. Yeah. Walter, brighten up. I hate seeing you like this. <laughs> I hate being like this. I'm a disaster. These are estimates from legitimate contractors for repairs on the pit. Those that will actually come out here are so expensive, I can't talk about it. All right. That's it. Ah, so. the money pit. <laughs> yes. He does. He does say it in a way because in my head I'm always like the money pit, and he goes the money pit, or <laughs> I I can't nail it exactly, but he has an inflection that I was like, oh, I never thought about saying it. It's like when people, my whole life, I always say like, do you have a rubber band? And then every other person I meet is like, do you have a rubber band? And I'm like, oh, I never thought to put the emphasis on rubber. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it just it just made me want to. Stop saying. Wait, what? hold on. I say rubber band. No, like yeah, you did band. it just then. You put the emphasis on band. Yeah. Do you put the emphasis on rubber or band? No, I just say rubber band. But then people I know are like, "Do you have a rubber band?" As if there's like multiple bands to ask for, and right. rubber is the is the medium they're looking for. Yeah, like, the appropriate have, tool. That's, do you have a that's rubber the band? band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a different one. Again, it throws me because I'm just like used to just like with money pit. I'm just like the money pit, and he's like, "This is the money pit." <laughs> Right. Is there any other word? Okay, just because we brought this up, like my mother-in-law says um, culinary instead of culinary. Okay. And it bothers the shit out of me. Like, is there something that someone in your life says always? <laughs> like my, my high school boyfriend said everybody instead of everybody. Ooh, and he was like- to a Backstreet Boys concert. Right, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. And so, like, is there something someone in your life says that you just hate a lot because they say it differently? Uh, I don't hate it, but I know, like, my we're very Midwest, but my grandma used to say Davenport instead of couch, and she would always say wrestling. She'd be like, stop wrestling sure. instead of wrestling. And then, <laughs> and then my sister says both. She says magazine. She's like, do you have a magazine? Yep. <laughs> oh, that would, okay, that that would yeah. give me a migraine. Unless right it was, there. like, a much larger magazine than normal. You know? <laughs> magazine <laughs> and she also um she used to i don't know if she still does but she used to say milk she's like yeah. uh, i've got to get some more milk and I'm yeah, like, what are you getting milk and she's like yeah milk and i'm like ah, i don't know where you get this oh from. another thing too and um my mother again my mother-in-law she says um ship suana instead of ship yeah. yeah and that what is that Should okay it's, that is? it's like an amish place that like it's a town in south. indiana it's, yeah. a, it's big for and, antiques. Go check gotcha, it out. Gotcha. Ooh, yeah, like but she, oh, we went to Shipsuana, and I'm like, you mean Shipsuana? Like, everyone fucking says my, it, but she. Uh, my grandfather used to, which I don't find upsetting. I always found it charming. My grandfather would say cellophone instead of cell phone, like a <laughs> telephone. That's phenomenal. I, I, was, I thought it was the greatest of all time. That's See, amazing. my grandma says cell phone because uh -huh. she's from Minnesota. And then so uh, she, I did catch him on occasion calling it the wall market instead of Walmart, which was great too. I, I really enjoyed both of those things that he said. So it's the greatest of all time. I love it. I'm going to start saying culinary. Yeah, there you go. And, and down to the wall market. Um, 
So uh, basically how we gauge these movies on here, uh, we ask at the very end of this, uh, would you watch this movie again were you not tasked to do so? I would watch this movie again stoned out of my mind with friends to like make fun of it. Make fun of it. On my own accord or with my fiance to just like sit and enjoy watch it. Never again. I'll never Never. watch it. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Mandy, how about you? Would you watch this movie again? No, definitely not. And I will, and it's not like a begrudging sort of, like I just, I don't need to watch this movie ever again. I have no there's, there's nothing else I could gain from this movie by watching it again. I'm glad I watched I'm glad. it now. Wait, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sad that I rewatched it because it was nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like a million other movies that we've watched, it didn't really hold up. So sure, whatever. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I won't right. watch it again. Now it's time for some plugs. Adel, what do you got going on? What do you want people to look at? Where do you want them to go to? Ooh, uh, you can check out the podcast I do. I do one called Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's sort of an improvised fantasy show. I also have one called Hey Riddle Riddle, which is me and two friends trying to solve riddles, puzzles, lateral thinking problems while doing improv along the way. And I do a podcast with my sister who says Malkin Magazine called Siblings <laughs> Peculaire, where we play characters, siblings who investigate paranormal experiences and conspiracies. And you can follow me at Adelrofi on Twitter and Instagram, spelled how it sounds. Um, let me go ahead and spell that for you A-D-A-L-R-I-F-A-I um, so please give me a follow and uh, and uh, let me know other movies you don't like <laughs> yeah go, go go check all that out we'll yeah. put some links too yeah the- I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I link everything up in the comment section of this so if you're listening now which is later you'll be able to go there and find those things. So, oh, and most importantly, please confirm or deny if lingerie Charles is something. Is that a property I should invest in? Is that something I should pursue? A character I should play? Please let me know about you know, lingerie Charles. I just recently found out that there is a, a, a very strong conspiracy theory out in the world that Ray Charles is not blind. Oh, yeah. That's, I didn't. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I've heard, I've heard that too. Wonder, where okay. the, I, I've seen people post on YouTube like 10 years ago. It's like, Look how Stevie Wonder catches this thing that's falling. How okay. could he have caught it? And it's like, well, he's, he's still here. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, people are insane. Yeah, that's yeah. True. People are insane. There's nothing we can do about it. What we can do about it, though, is send them to our uh, Instagram. Go there to check out. We post a, a poster every uh, week for the upcoming episode. So on Sunday, we'll post a poster for this one where, Adel, we will take your face uh, and replace it with uh, mm. Tom Hanks on that poster. No, we'll take Tom Hanks's face and replace it with your face. Not oh, your face. Just put my Tom face Hanks's. on the little statue boy, please. There you go. On the statue go. for sure. Please um, put a picture of my penis on can, his penis. Should we, I was going to say, should we put your face on the penis since that in particular was That's the part that you liked? That's all I want. That's all I want in life. <laughs> Everything you needed. Okay. Um, so you can find that uh, at another episode podcast on uh, Instagram. You can reach us via email at another episode podcast at gmail.com to tell us what we did wrong, what we did right, and what you want to see in the future that we cover. Uh, otherwise, we always uh, we don't know how to end this nonsense. We just ramble on if we don't. So Great. what we've found is best to do is just to play a clip at the end. But Adel, I do before we get there, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate I, it. If I can just carve out thirty seconds to say uh-huh. what a goddamn delight this was, and thank you. To <laughs> oh, for, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Matt and Mandy, for having me on, and thank you for for making this so easy and comfortable, and being being so kind and generous with your your time and talents. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> but, also, but also, fuck you for making me watch the money. <laughs> right. Yeah. We get that a lot, honestly. Yeah, it's a true uh, story. <laughs> yes. Just for, uh, I don't know if, how long it's been since you've seen uh, Flight of the Navigator. 
Mm. I'm going to go Ooh, ahead and say don't. Don't. Right? Does, it doesn't hold up? Not at no! all. No! I used the to worst love movie. That movie. No. Oh, don't no. watch it. It's one but of the worst. Why? No. No, no. 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 He's, he has the voice of Pee Wee Herman. Do you remember that? Yep. Yes. No. That bums it's me out awful. so much. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't give watch it a shot. It. It's on Disney Plus. Go check it out if you want to. No. But do not recommend don't. it. Yeah. You'll hate it after. No. You might as well Wait, just get stoned and then watch it with your friends so you can make fun of it. That's what you should do. All right, and our final clip today is this one here. I've been here so long, I'm hallucinating. <laughs> I thought the Care Bears were here. This was Walter? dumb. All right, thank you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye.